What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. Now, although it's been almost a full 12 months since we posted this video, one of our most popular Avengers Endgame theory videos here at the channel was an expose explaining how certain lines of dialogue and of course the theme of time travel being introduced during Avengers Endgame set the building blocks and foundation for the famous Avengers villain Kang to show up in the next phase. Marvel Phase 4 is perhaps the new big bad for the Avengers franchise. Now, interestingly enough, a brand new industry insider league Mikey Sutton of course on the scene with sources on set with some very interesting news regarding who Owen Wilson is playing making good on some rumors we heard earlier this year and I gotta be honest I can't believe it we're gonna break down this brand new report that Owen Wilson is indeed playing Kang and will debut during the upcoming Loki series on Disney Plus hopefully still set for spring of 2021 like I said we're gonna break it all down but first if you could grab the subscribe button we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros as well as a whole slew of of other Marvel related stuff including this insane one fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill as well as our third Infinity Saga box set here at the channel if you want to be entered to win all you have to do hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell leave a like and a comment on this video and if you want stick around to the end of the video we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there so obviously first up as many of you are accustomed to now the normal spoiler warning we always say don't take anything that doesn't come from Marvel Studios with a grain of salt but in the case of some industry insiders who are willing to put their name on things especially with Mikey Sutton who has such a proven track record especially as of late a ton of scoops that he scooped recently coming to light you might want to back out now if this is in any way going to ruin your upcoming Marvel phase 4 experience we've all waited this long and if you're susceptible to this kind of thing you know yourself better than others you might want to back out now otherwise let's jump in to this Mikey Sutton leak about Owen Wilson playing King the Conqueror Time travel is no laughing matter, he writes, quote, ever since it was announced that Owen Wilson was cast in the upcoming Disney Plus TV series, Loki speculation exploded who he could be playing. With Loki wearing a Time Variance Authority uniform in one scene, the guessing game went into overdrive that Kang could or had to appear, but who would play him? According to Mikey Sutton's several inside sources, the question has been answered, Wilson is Kang. Sutton pointed out that his scoops are rarely declarative because creative changes often occur, nothing is official until they are. But with enough personnel within Marvel Studios backing it up, Sutton is thoroughly convinced that this is the case, Wilson is Kang. Although best known for successful comedies such as Wedding Crashers, Wilson is actually no stranger to serious roles, and Insider revealed that, I never once saw him smile during any lines or scenes on set, ever. Another source told Sutton that, it may seem like a huge risk for Marvel Studios to cast Wilson as Kang, but the results will again reward them for taking artistic chances. How audiences will react to Owen Wilson as Kang, well, only time can tell. Nice pun there, Mike. Your fly in the time machine, Mikey Sutton. And I got a chance to catch up with Mikey about this, immediately sharing the same sentiment that I'm sure a lot of you do right now who are hearing this for the first time, and definitely the same sentiment as the lot who reacted when this was first rumored almost eight months ago at the beginning of the year, and again, quickly dismissed, Owen Wilson is Kang? Seems like quite a bit of a stretch. This is the guy who's basically just himself in every movie, walks around known for just saying, wow, to take on a serious role like Kang would be definitely an artistic chance on Marvel's side, but I had a chance to step back and think about it. In lieu of not casting fresh faces, one way you can switch it up is a very well-known face like Owen Wilson, who's even better known for the type of comedy that he does, and cast him in a very serious role like Kang. Now, we all know how Marvel does it. There's an opportunity for some comedic relief in even the most serious of movies, and someone like Taika Waititi is an absolute master at doing this. James Gunn as well, making you run the full gambit of emotions, but Kang has Historically, as a villain for the Fantastic Four and the Avengers is a very serious, serious man. And if Owen Wilson is going to attempt to pull this off, that's going to be quite the feat for him as an actor and for the franchise Marvel as a whole if he's going to come in as one of the next big bads and hopefully live up to Josh Brolin, who has left huge shoes to fill. No, literally huge shoes. I'm sure like Thanos' shoe size is 134. Guys, let me know all your questions, comments, and concerns down in the comment section below. Owen Wilson as Kang, I feel like it's okay to think that this is ridiculous, but remember Mikey Sutton said they're going to get rewarded for an artistic chance here, and it's going to be all on his shoulders to try to pull this off when we can only see him typecast as, well, the same Owen Wilson we've seen in every other role he's ever been in. Wow. Let me know all your thoughts down below, and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff. 
before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark. Of course, we will switch over to the PlayStation 5, but with delays in technology shipping this year and obviously limits for pre-orders, we're not going to give those away till we have them in hand, which may be the beginning of next year. So in the meantime, PlayStation 4 Pros will continue to go out, the next of which at the 700,000 subscriber mark, which we are headlong into. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this XM Studios 1 4th scale Beta Ray Bill, which is a museum quality, almost 3 feet tall representation of this character, and the third Infinity Saga box set here at the channel. Now, if you guys are not familiar with these Infinity Saga box sets, they were limited to 4,000 in pre-order, and as soon as they hit the secondary market after they shipped last year, they have gone up exponentially in price. We got our hands on our third one to give away here at the channel, and we'll do that during the end of the year during the holiday season. If you want to be entered to win either of the PlayStations, the Beta Rebuild that'll be given away at 750,000 subscribers, or this Infinity box set, or any of the other prizes we announce throughout the year and next, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, notification bell with notifications turned on, leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you like and comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos, just like we're doing here, and if you've missed any of those previous winner announcements, no worries, all you have to do is scroll back through the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title, click on that video, and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman, this is everything always, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the channel, and stick around, we'll be posting again real, real soon. Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is reaching its timeline even further into the future with its most distant confirmed title, Ant-Man 3, with new reports confirming it's set to begin production next summer. Recent months have also established rumors about the movie's plot and its villain and our uncovered leftover clues from Ant-Man and the Wasp that have gotta be connected to something, right? I mean, this is a movie where Michelle Pfeiffer dropped a casual mention of time vortexes that was later the whole basis of the most great mission of this Infinity Saga. So I'm gonna explain how this Marvel storyline will connect not only the upcoming films and Disney Plus series, but past overlooked threads from previous films, an amazing, frightening reveal hiding in plain sight. And this video is brought to you by Squarespace. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Uh, okay, Ant-Man 3 is almost guaranteed to explore things like Cassie Lang stepping up as the young Avengers stature, as well as the unexplained elements of Janet Van Dyne's time in the quantum realm, its hidden city, and its probable mayor, Victor Von Doom. But there was an even more mysterious detail from Ant-Man and the Wasp that I was pretty shocked that the movie never explained. The shadowy entity funding Sonny Birch and his men in their pursuit of Hank Pym's tech. My buyers don't take no for an answer. And I have promised results to some dangerous people. Yeah, we never got an answer on that. No deleted scenes, no director interviews, nothing. I have in the past speculated that this organization could be MCU weapons developers and conglomerates like Hammer Industries or Roxxon, maybe even companies like Oscorp, though that's technically a Sony property. More and more reports are suggesting that this source, currently known only as the Benefactor, will be the villain of the upcoming Ant-Man 3. And then a few months back, rumors began to swirl that the organization behind Sonny Birch is AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics, headed by the Benefactor, who many believe to be MODOK. MODOK. Okay, so MODOK is one of the older Marvel Comics villains, dating all the way back to like 1967. His name is an acronym for Mental Organism Designed Only for Killing. Originally, it was only for computing, when the evil AIM organization shoved unremarkable agent George Tarleton into an alteration chamber to transform him into a living computer with an oversized head and a robotic exoskeleton and a hover chair. But then he used his psionic powers to fry the AIM leaders and take over AIM, changing that C to a K. It's more or less my origin story with new rock stars. Now, over the years, MODOK has been an awesome villain in the Marvel comics, a foe to many Marvel heroes, especially Captain America and the Hulk. Actually, in later comics, MODOK was revealed to be part of the intelligentsia, instrumental to the creation of Red Hulk. And you know how I feel about any theory that involves red meat Ross. It was believed that the upcoming She-Hulk series could introduce MODOK, or perhaps just AIM, or an early version of George Charlton, maybe a smaller figure that could go on to be the primary 
primary villain for the movie Ant-Man 3. Now, all of this would make sense. AIM has been part of the MCU since Iron Man 3 when it was run by Aldrich Killian. And in my breakdown of March's Black Widow trailer, in those shots of Yelena Belova's medical procedure, I pointed out how that kind of looks like the letters of AIM on nearby medical equipment. And we know that Ross will play a role in this Black Widow film. So, you know, many of us began to speculate wildly about how Black Widow could set up a long game with AIM and Ross is a Thunderbolts founder who later snaps using AIM to become Red Hulk just in time for She-Hulk. Yes, it's very exciting to think about, but this theory did start to feel a little less airtight. See, while those letters near Yelena look like AIM, the space before the M also kind of makes it look like an L, like ALM, which is a known medical equipment manufacturer. Also, Hulu did announce that they're developing an animated MODOK series with Patton Oswalt. Looks real fun. It's produced under a different division of Marvel. Many believed at the time that those MODOK rumors were actually just referring to the non-MCU animated series, but still others maintain that MODOK is coming to the live action MCU. And they believe that Ant-Man 3 is the title it'll happen. I believe that MODOK is already here, my friends. But thanks again to Squarespace for sponsoring this video. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. So are you looking for a website to sell your fan art? I've seen your sexy Venom art. It is intense. Present your work using Squarespace's professional portfolio designs, display projects and customizable galleries, and add password-protected pages to share private work with clients. You can auto-post your content to Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. You can also easily import from Instagram or Twitter other platforms to give your site the personal visual flair that you want. Squarespace will even sell you a URL. Now, I'm not sure if Eric Voss's new rockstars modoc.com is available, but if it is, Squarespace will sell it to you. Just head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to our custom URL in the description to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Okay, so the hesitation many have with MODOK as a live-action MCU villain is probably that the little madman is just extremely goofy. Now, I would say the Guardians of the Galaxy movies have proven how comic book heroes can actually look really cool on screen. But I get it, you know, the MCU villains we've seen so far have all more or less been human-sized or larger. Now, MODOK is so cool, and I would prefer to see the MCU introduce him formally, but the biggest screenwriters in the MCU have already established how MODOK could be revealed and arguably already exists in the MCU. See, Endgame writers Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely Eminem, stated in an interview last year that MODOK is the number one villain they want to see on screen and they pitched MODOK as a new incarnation of Arnim Zola in a robotic body. Essentially, they're arguing merging MODOK with the disembodied AI Zola evolved into in Captain America Winter Soldier and that whole robot with a chest screen that he was in the comics. Remember, there was a brief visual in the first Captain America film that showed Zola's blueprints for a future robotic body, a nod to his alternate form in the comics, and now maybe a piece of foreshadowing for his future form in the films and streaming series. The writers rightly point out that Zola was not necessarily destroyed Winter Soldier, and they were very specific to sneak Zola in as an Easter egg in Endgame, both in the dialogue. Looking for Dr. Zola, have you seen him? Yeah, no, Dr. Zola, no, I haven't, haven't, haven't seen a soul. And even though no one would be able to see him with the naked eye, a visual Easter egg hidden by the VFX team on a screen way in the background. Clearly, Kevin Feige doesn't want us to forget about Zola, and the studio must have plans for this talking Nazi computer in a future project. While Hulu explores a different take on MODOK, maybe one a bit more comic booky with Patton Oswalt, Zola could become the MCU's MODOK, rising from the ashes of Hydra to the servers of Killian's company Advanced Idea Mechanics, deploying operatives like Sonny Birch to acquire valuable technology like the quantum tech of Hank Pym, the old S.H.I.E.L.D. employee who slipped through his fingers back in the late 80s, preventing Hydra from ever getting its tentacles on that tech. So yes, a living computer head with a tiny robot body on a hover chair, it's kind of a bizarre sight, right? But one way to offset that absurdity would be with a dash of familiarity, like the face and voice of Toby Jones, that Swiss Red Skull Stan who hitched a ride with Operation Paperclip to covertly infiltrate the American intelligence network for decades. Arnim Zola, a mastermind from an old age in a new form, now naming himself Modoc, the dark benefactor, heading up AIM to do evil things like launching the Red Hulk, maybe to resurrect Dr. Doom from his exile in the Quantum Realm City? Either way, applying his lessons learned from past defeats by the old era of Avengers in order to attack the new generation. Join this conversation on our official Discord server by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash newrockstars. Follow me on Instagram at EA Voss, follow new rockstars on socials, and subscribe to this channel. And let's hope next time Zola pops up on a screen in the MCU, whether it's in Ant-Man 3 or in Thor 4 more Thor, he hits us with the best callback. Y-E-S.
welcome. Are you looking for this? Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is reaching its timeline even further to the future with its most distant confirmed title, Ant-Man 3, with new reports confirming it's set to begin production next summer. Recent months have also established rumors about the movie's plot and its villain and our uncovered leftover clues from Ant-Man and the Wasp that have gotta be connected to something, right? I mean, this is a movie where Michelle Pfeiffer dropped a casual mention of time vortexes that was later the whole basis of the most greatest mission of this Infinity Saga. So I'm gonna explain how this Marvel storyline will connect not only the upcoming films of Disney Plus series, but past overlooked threads from previous films, an amazing, frightening reveal hiding in plain sight. And this video is brought to you by Squarespace. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Okay, Ant-Man 3 is almost guaranteed to explore things like Cassie Lang stepping up as the young Avenger stature, as well as the unexplained elements of Janet Van Dyne's time in the quantum realm, its hidden city, and its probable mayor, Victor Von Doom. But there was an even more mysterious detail from Ant-Man and the Wasp that I was pretty shocked that the movie never explained. The shadowy entity funding Sonny Birch and his men in their pursuit of Hank Pym's tech. My buyers don't take no for an answer. And I have promised results to some dangerous people. Yeah, we never got an answer on that. No deleted scenes, no director interviews, nothing. I have in the past speculated that this organization could be MCU weapons developers and conglomerates like Hammer Industries or Roxxon, maybe even companies like Oscorp, though that's technically a Sony property. More and more reports are suggesting that this source, currently known only as the Benefactor, will be the villain of the upcoming Ant-Man 3. And then a few months back, rumors began to swirl that the organization behind Sonny Birch is AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics, headed by the Benefactor, who many believe to be MODOK. MODOK. Okay, so MODOK is one of the older Marvel Comics villains, dating all the way back to like 1967. His name is an acronym for Mental Organism Designed Only for Killing. Originally, it was only for computing, when the evil AIM organization shoved unremarkable agent George Tarleton into an alteration chamber to transform him into a living computer with an oversized head and a robotic exoskeleton in a hover chair. But then he used his psionic powers to fry the AIM leaders and take over AIM, changing that C to a K. It's more or less my origin story with new rock stars. Now, over the years, MODOK has been an awesome villain in the Marvel comics, a foe to many Marvel heroes, especially Captain America and the Hulk. Actually, in later comics, MODOK was revealed to be part of the Intelligentsia, instrumental to the creation of Red Hulk. And you know how I feel about any theory that involves red meat Russ. It was believed that the upcoming She-Hulk series could introduce MODOK, or perhaps just AIM, or early version of George Charlton, maybe a smaller figure that could go on to be the primary villain for the movie Ant-Man 3. Now, all of this would make sense. AIM has been part of the MCU since Iron Man 3, when it was run by Aldrich Killian. And in my breakdown of March's Black Widow trailer, in those shots of Yelena Belova's medical procedure, I pointed out how that kind of looks like the letters of AIM on nearby medical equipment. And we know that Ross will play a role in this Black Widow film, so, you know, many of us began to speculate wildly about how Black Widow could set up a long game with AIM, and Ross is a Thunderbolts founder who later snaps, using AIM to become Red Hulk just in time for She-Hulk. Yes, it's very exciting to think about, but this theory did start to feel a little less airtight. See, while those letters near Yelena look like AIM, the space before the M also kind of makes it look like an L, like ALM, which is a known medical equipment manufacturer. Also, Hulu did announce that they're developing an animated MODOK series with Patton Oswalt. Looks real fun. Produced under a different division of Marvel. Many believed at the time that those MODOK rumors were actually just referring to the non-MCU animated series, but still others maintain that MODOK is coming to the live action MCU. They believe that Ant-Man 3 is a title that'll happen. I believe that MODOK is already here, my friends. But thanks again to Squarespace for sponsoring this video. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. So are you looking for a website to sell your fan art? I've seen your sexy Venom art. It is intense. Present your 
your work using Squarespace's professional portfolio designs, display projects and customizable galleries, and add password-protected pages to share private work with clients, you can auto-post your content to Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. You can also easily import from Instagram or Twitter or other platforms to give your site the personal visual flair that you want. Squarespace will even sell you a URL. Now, I'm not sure if Eric Voss's new rockstars modoc.com is available, but if it is, Squarespace will sell it to you. Just head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to our custom URL in the description to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Okay, so the hesitation many have with Modoc as a live-action MCU villain is probably that the little madman is just extremely goofy. Now, I would say the Guardians of the Galaxy movies have proven how comic book heroes can actually look really cool on screen. But I get it, you know, the MCU villains we've seen so far have all more or less been human-sized or larger. Now, Modoc is so cool, and I would prefer to see the MCU introduce him formally, but the biggest screenwriters in the MCU have already established how Modoc could be revealed, and arguably already exists in the MCU. See, Endgame writers Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, Eminem, stated in an interview last year that Modoc is the number one villain they want to see on screen, and they pitched Modoc as a new incarnation of Arnim Zola in a robotic body. Essentially, they're arguing merging MODOK with the disembodied AI Zola evolved into in Captain America Winter Soldier and that whole robot with a chest screen that he was in the comics. Remember, there was a brief visual in the first Captain America film that showed Zola's blueprints for a future robotic body, a nod to his alternate form in the comics, and now maybe a piece of foreshadowing for his future form in the films and streaming series. The writers rightly point out that Zola was not necessarily destroyed in Winter Soldier, and they were very specific to sneak Zola in as an Easter egg in Endgame, both in the dialogue. Looking for Dr. Zola, have you seen him? Yeah, Dr. Zola, no, I haven't, haven't, haven't seen a soul. And even though no one would be able to see him with the naked eye, a visual Easter egg hidden by the VFX team on a screen way in the background. Clearly, Kevin Feige doesn't want us to forget about Zola, and the studio must have plans for this talking Nazi computer in a future project. While Hulu explores a different take on MODOK, maybe one a bit more comic booky with Patton Oswalt, Zola could become the MCU's MODOK, rising from the ashes of Hydra to the servers of Killian's company Advanced Idea Mechanics, deploying operatives like Sonny Birch to acquire valuable technology like the quantum tech of Hank Pym, the old S.H.I.E.L.D. employee who slipped through his fingers back in the late 80s, preventing Hydra from ever getting its tentacles on that tech. So yes, a living computer head with a tiny robot body on a hover chair, it's kind of a bizarre sight, right? But one way to offset that absurdity would be with a dash of familiarity like the face and voice of Toby Jones, that Swiss Red Skull Stan who hitched a ride with Operation Paperclip to covertly infiltrate the American intelligence network for decades. Arnim Zola, a mastermind from an old age in a new form, now naming himself Modoc, the dark benefactor, heading up AIM to do evil things like launching the Red Hulk, maybe to resurrect Doctor Doom from his exile in the Quantum Realm City? Either way, applying his lessons learned from past defeats by the old era of Avengers in order to attack the new generation. Join this conversation on our official Discord server by becoming a patron at patreon.com newrockstars. Follow me on Instagram at EAVoss, follow New Rockstars on socials, and subscribe to this channel. And let's hope next time Zola pops up on a screen in the MCU, whether it's in Ant-Man 3 or in Thor 4 more Thor, he hits us with the best callback. I-E-S. Um, are you looking for this? What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. Now, a real recent interview from Avengers Endgame and Infinity War directors Joe and Anthony Rousseau garnered a ton of attention, especially in the last two days, and a lot more than one would have thought considering this wasn't the first time the pair openly discussed their desire to adapt Secret Wars for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the uproar was real. Tons of headlines generated, again, just in the last 24 hours, and even spawning a ton of concept art 
from the ubiquitous and talented Boss Logic. We're going to break down exactly what they both had to say in this very candid interview, draw the parallel between what made this story original in the first place and why they feel so drawn to it, talk specifically about which characters still need to be introduced to form which teams before you can have a successful Secret Wars, and of course the major change to one major character said to lead the MCU in the upcoming Marvel Phase 4 and 5. Like I said, we're going to break it all down, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane XM Studios 1 4th scale Beta Ray Bill and our third Infinity Saga Limited Edition box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So moments ago, and as I mentioned in the prologue, this is not the first time the Russos have mentioned in an interview that Secret Wars is one of the stories that they'd like to adapt. And in fact, the first time they brought it up way back when, they brought it up alongside maybe coming back to direct something like the Wolverine in the MCU. Now, while we can sort of dream that them directing either or, this isn't the first time we've heard about Avengers Secret Wars either. And in fact, in a leak we reported on here at the channel almost a year ago, August 12th, 2019, this has been talked about before as the possible main crossover event. Now, perhaps this is why people got so excited when just this past weekend, Joe and Anthony Rousseau were completely open about the fact that they'd love to come back and adapt this. And in an original interview with the Bro Bible, as re-reported by IGN, they had to say this of Secret Wars and their involvement. Quote, it was one of the first major books to do that. That was really event storytelling to me at its finest, he said, quote, and what happens when you put all of those personalities together? I also like the idea of villains having to team up with the heroes, Anthony, and I like the complicated relationships between heroes and villains. We like villains who believe they're heroes in their own stories, and it's all sort of built into the notion of Secret Wars. To execute something on the scale of Infinity War was directly related to the dream of Secret Wars which is even larger in scale. IGN goes on to report that Anthony backed up his brother's comments as he confirmed that he would be up for the challenge of a Secret Wars adaptation, saying it would be the biggest movie you could possibly imagine. So that's what really excites us about the story. The ambition of it is even bigger than the ambition of the Infinity Saga. And when put that way and through the context of what we've already discussed in this video, you can see why people get so excited, not only acknowledging just how big this undertaking would be, but acknowledging that they did Infinity War and Endgame with the dream of Secret Wars in mind. And of course, now with the success of Endgame and Infinity War, being able to put the cherry on top of the Infinity Saga, you have to think that if they wanted to sign up for something like this and Marvel Studios was all in on doing this project that they would be first in line to take the job. Now, there are two separate Secret Wars stories, and of course, considering their age and which book they're talking about, they're referring to the original Secret Wars released back in the May of 1984, not the more updated version that came later in 2015. And while the stories are very different, they both revolve around the idea of battle world and a ton of heroes and villains realigning with each other to square off. Now, the most recent version sort of paired the 616 in the Ultimates universe, also known for the most insane version of Dune. But considering we know which book they're talking about, the original 1984 run, there are two huge takeaways to keep in mind. Again, knowing that's the book where they'll draw their inspiration. And of course, quick side note, Marvel Studios always changes anything and everything. They could conflate the two, but again, we're talking about the book that the Russos read and inspired them. The first of which is just how far off of Secret Wars we are. The main characters, as listed literally by the Wikipedia for Marvel, include no less than the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, X-Men, Spider-Man, Hulk, Doctor Doom, Magneto, and the Beyonder. I don't even know where to begin with that, but we are literally two out of three major Marvel teams short, and although we have Spider-Man and the Hulk, we are far way off Doctor Doom and Magneto, and even the Beyonder. There is a ton of groundwork to be laid by introducing characters slowly in the way that Marvel does, and then taking their time building the teams first, before these teams realigning with the villains they've been fighting against the whole time will even hold any meeting. In that original video, again, that's almost a year old, where we covered this huge leak saying that Secret Wars was coming up, it was implied that they would be leading to this over Marvel Phase 4, 
five, and six. And if you consider that first slate we saw in 2019, which quick side note, may be the last slate we ever see was a three-year project for just the first phase, we are easily a decade off this. Now, could the Rousseaus come back along the way and pick up with a main character like Wolverine, do it the way they did with Captain America and direct some movies leading into that? Of course they could. And when you put it like that, it sort of seems like that's something they would do. But that doesn't speed up the timeline at all for Marvel Studios, making us care about these characters and taking their time aligning these teams so that it is poignant and impactful when we've seen these teams break, sort of like what happened with Civil War. Again, a film directed by the Rousseaus. Man, this is really all starting to add up. And not to mention the fact that if you go ahead and give us God Emperor Doom, which the newest run, the 2015 Battle World Secret Wars is most known for, well, then that's the most sadistic and crazy version of him. I mean, how can you give us that if you haven't built out Dr. Doom? The main point being, we are a long way off the Rousseaus ever coming back to do something like this, and a lot of groundwork still needs to be laid. Now, the second huge takeaway, considering that's the book they draw their inspiration, is just what to do about a certain Peter Parker and that symbiote suit, considering there's already a symbiote in Sony's Venomverse, which we know at least is set in the Morbiusverse, which has crossed over into the MCU with the noting of Vulture inside that trailer. Now, what to do about all of this indeed, if they don't play it right, then introducing the symbiote onto Peter Parker sort of ruins how the story happens. And of course, we're sort of stepping in it, pun totally intended already, because it's supposed to go to Peter Parker first and be rejected with the help of Reed Richards before it bonds to Eddie Brock, leading to Eddie Brock's accession with Peter Parker in the first place. Now, regardless of how they're going to choose to work it out, and I guess it can go to Eddie Brock first, especially if Tom Holland ends up showing up there, that's how he can contract it instead of going to space in the first place. Even though he's already been there in Infinity War, they literally gave him the backstory he needed. Either way, that cover is one of the most iconic covers of all time. You have to think, with Marvel finally having a chance to do good on some of these original comic panels and covers that made our hearts stop in the first place, and an opportunity they've never had before with the reuniting of all their rights, if they're truly drawing inspiration from this original Secret Wars run, that we've got to see the symbiote bond with Peter Parker at some point, in some way, regardless of how they change the story, just because of how iconic that imagery has become from some of the older ages of Marvel. Either way, if the Rousseaus are talking about it openly and this excited, and Marvel Studios even is half in on this, I think there's a good chance this is an actuality, that we'll be working towards this in the MCU very slowly, and on the horizon, there maybe something even bigger than Avengers Endgame for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below, including could you imagine anyone else picking up Secret Wars than the Russos? And you have to agree with me, if Marvel Studios is going to do it and they want the job, they're going to get it. Let me know all your thoughts down below and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark. A lot of you have asked, of course, we'll switch over to the PlayStation 5, but with delays in technology this year, sort of the way that shippings have been going and the limits in pre-order, we won't give them away till we have them in hand. So in lieu of that, we still have the PlayStation 4 Pro. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this insane XM Studios 1 4th scale Beta Ray Bill and almost a full 3 feet tall 30 inches. This is an immaculately sculpted museum quality statue limited in edition from XM Studios. We're giving that away as well as the third Infinity Saga limited edition box set. And if you're not familiar with these guys, they were limited to 4,000 in pre-order and after they sold out, they absolutely shot up in value on the secondary market. We've gotten our hands on the third and final one here at the channel, which we will give away during the holiday season. If you want to be entered to win the Beta Ray Bill, the Infinity Saga box set, or either of the Playstations, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on, leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you like and comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos, just like we're doing here, and if you've missed any of those previous winner announcements, no worries. All you have to do is scroll back through the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title, click on that video and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman. This is everything always. Guys, thanks so much for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon.
What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. Now, a real recent interview from Avengers Endgame and Infinity War directors Joe and Anthony Rousseau garnered a ton of attention, especially in the last two days, and a lot more than one would have thought considering this wasn't the first time the pair openly discussed their desire to adapt Secret Wars for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and the uproar was real. Tons of headlines generated, again, just in the last 24 hours, and even spawning a ton of concept art from the ubiquitous and talented Boss Logic. We're going to break down exactly what they both had to say in this very candid interview, draw the parallel between what made this story original in the first place and why they feel so drawn to it, talk specifically about which characters still need to be introduced to form which teams before you can have a successful Secret Wars, and of course the major change to one major character said to lead the MCU in the upcoming Marvel Phase 4 and 5. Like I said, we're going to break it all down, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button we're giving away two playstation 4 pros as well as a whole slew of other marvel related stuff including this insane xm studios one fourth scale beta ray bill and our third infinity saga limited edition box set if you want to be entered to win all you have to do hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell leave a like and a comment on this video and if you want stick around to the end of the video We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So moments ago, and as I mentioned in the prologue, this is not the first time the Russos have mentioned in an interview that Secret Wars is one of the stories that they'd like to adapt. And in fact, the first time they brought it up way back when, they brought it up alongside maybe coming back to direct something like the Wolverine in the MCU. Now, while we can sort of dream that them directing either or, this isn't the first time we've heard about Avengers Secret Wars either. And in fact, in a leak we reported on here at the channel almost a year ago, August 12th, 2019, this has been talked about before as the possible main crossover event. Now, perhaps this is why people got so excited when just this past weekend, Joe and Anthony Rousseau were completely open about the fact that they'd love to come back and adapt this. And in an original interview with the Bro Bible, as re-reported by IGN, they had to say this of Secret Wars and their involvement. Quote, it was one of the first major books to do that. That was really event storytelling to me at its finest, he said, quote, and what happens when you put all of those personalities together? I also like the idea of villains having to team up with the heroes, Anthony, and I like the complicated relationships between heroes and villains. We like villains who believe they're heroes in their own stories, and it's all sort of built into the notion of Secret Wars. To execute something on the scale of Infinity War was directly related to the dream of Secret Wars which is even larger in scale. IGN goes on to report that Anthony backed up his brother's comments as he confirmed that he would be up for the challenge of a Secret Wars adaptation, saying it would be the biggest movie you could possibly imagine. So that's what really excites us about the story. The ambition of it is even bigger than the ambition of the Infinity Saga. And when put that way and through the context of what we've already discussed in this video, you can see why people get so excited, not only acknowledging just how big this undertaking would be, but acknowledging that they did Infinity War and Endgame with the dream of Secret Wars in mind. And of course, now with the success of Endgame and Infinity War, being able to put the cherry on top of the Infinity Saga, you have to think that if they wanted to sign up for something like this and Marvel Studios was all in on doing this project, that they would be first in line to take the job. Now, there are two separate Secret Wars stories, and of course, considering their age and which book they're talking about, they're referring to the original Secret Wars released back in the May of 1984, not the more updated version that came later in 2015. And while the stories are very different, they both revolve around the idea of battle world and a ton of heroes and villains realigning with each other to square off. Now, the most recent version sort of paired the 616 in the Ultimates universe, also known for the most insane version of Dune. But considering we know which book they're talking about, the original 1984 run, there are two huge takeaways to keep in mind. Again, knowing that's the book where they'll draw their inspiration. And of course, quick side note, Marvel Studios always changes anything and everything. They could conflate the two, but again, we're talking about the book that the Russos read and inspired them. The first of which is just how far off of Secret Wars we are. The main characters, as listed literally by the Wikipedia for Marvel, include no less than the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, X-Men, Spider-Man, Hulk, Doctor Doom, Magneto, and the Beyonder. I don't even know where to begin with that, but we are literally two out of three major Marvel teams short, and although we have Spider-Man and the Hulk, 
We are far way off Dr. Doom and Magneto and even the Beyonder. There is a ton of groundwork to be laid by introducing characters slowly in the way that Marvel does and then taking their time building the teams first before these teams realigning with the villains they've been fighting against the whole time will even hold any meeting. In that original video, again, that's almost a year old, where we covered this huge leak saying that Secret Wars was coming up, it was implied that they would be leading to this over Marvel Phase 4, 5, and 6. And if you consider that first slate we saw in 2019, which, quick side note, may be the last slate we ever see, was a three-year project for just the first phase, we are easily a decade off this. Now, could the Rousseaus come back along the way and pick up with a main character like Wolverine, do it the way they did with Captain America and direct some movies leading into that? Of course they could. And when you put it like that, it sort of seems like that's something they would do. But that doesn't speed up the timeline at all for Marvel Studios making us care about these characters and taking their time aligning these teams so that it is poignant and impactful when we've seen these teams break, sort of like what happened with Civil War. Again, a film directed by the Rousseaus. Man, this is really all starting to add up. And not to mention the fact that if you go ahead and give us God Emperor Doom, which the newest run, the 2015 Battle World Secret Wars is most known for, well, then that's the most sadistic and crazy version of him. I mean, how can you give us that if you haven't built out Dr. Doom? The main point being, we are a long way off the Rousseaus ever coming back to do something like this, and a lot of groundwork still needs to be laid. Now, the second huge takeaway, considering that's the book they draw their inspiration, is just what to do about a certain Peter Parker and that symbiote suit, considering... There's already a symbiote in Sony's Venomverse, which we know at least is set in the Morbiusverse, which has crossed over into the MCU with the noting of Vulture inside that trailer. Now what to do about all of this indeed, if they don't play it right, then introducing the symbiote onto Peter Parker sort of ruins how the story happens. And of course, we're sort of stepping in it, pun totally intended already, because it's supposed to go to Peter Parker first and be rejected with the help of Reed Richards before it bonds to Eddie Brock, leading to Eddie Brock's accession with Peter Parker in the first place. Now, regardless of how they're going to choose to work it out, and I guess it can go to Eddie Brock first, especially if Tom Holland ends up showing up there, that's how he can contract it instead of going to space in the first place. Even though he's already been there in Infinity War, they literally gave him the backstory he needed. Either way, that cover is one of the most iconic covers of all time. You have to think, with Marvel finally having a chance to do good on some of these original comic panels and covers that made our hearts stop in the first place, and an opportunity they've never had before with the reuniting of all their rights, if they're truly drawing inspiration from this original Secret Wars run, that we've got to see the symbiote bond with Peter Parker at some point, in some way, regardless of how they change the story, just because of how iconic that imagery has become from some of the older ages of Marvel. Either way, if the Rousseaus are talking about it openly and this excited, and Marvel Studios even is half in on this, I think there's a good chance this is an actuality, that we'll be working towards this in the MCU very slowly, and on the horizon, there maybe something even bigger than Avengers Endgame for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below, including, could you imagine anyone else picking up Secret Wars than the Russos? And you have to agree with me, if Marvel Studios is going to do it, and they want the job, they're going to get it. Let me know all your thoughts down below, and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark. A lot of you have asked, of course we'll switch over to the PlayStation 5, but with delays in technology this year, sort of the way that shippings have been going, and the limits in pre-order, we won't give them away till we have them in hand. So in lieu of that, we still have the PlayStation 4 Pro. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this insane XM Studios 1 4th scale Beta Ray Bill, and almost a full 3 feet tall, 30 inches. This is an immaculately sculpted museum quality statue, limited in edition from XM Studios. We're giving that away as well as the third Infinity Saga limited edition box set. And if you're not familiar with these guys, they were limited to 4,000 in pre-order, and after they sold out, they absolutely shot up in value on the secondary market. We've gotten our hands on the third and final one here at the channel, which we will give away during the holiday season. If you want to be entered to win the Beta Ray Bill, the Infinity Saga box set, or either of the PlayStations, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, then
then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on, leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you like and comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos, just like we're doing here, and if you've missed any of those previous winner announcements, no worries. All you have to do is scroll back through the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title, click on that video and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman, this is everything always. Guys, thanks so much for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. New mutants are dangerous. You're not going anywhere. This place takes your greatest fear and makes you live through it. Roberto? <laughs> Sam. Is designed to keep us inside. He's right, it's magic. So am I. That was so hot. The New Mutants, rated PG 13. And on July 23rd, don't miss the New Mutants panel at Comic Con at Home. Welcome back, everyone. It's Charlie. Big surprise. We have a Disney Plus trailer for New Mutants that seems like it's trying to claim that they're going to be releasing the movie on Disney Plus. So I'll try to explain what's going on because this was floating around social media this morning. Everyone was freaking out trying to figure out what was going on. There's a bunch of Comic-Con trailers coming this week. I'll be doing videos for everything, so be sure to subscribe to get all those videos. I'll do a special Comic-Con giveaway during all those videos, too. But just starting at the beginning here, if you don't know what's going on, a Disney Plus user in Australia recently recorded this New Mutants trailer that they claim was playing on Disney Plus in Australia with some new scenes and new release date information seemingly announcing New Mutants would be coming to Disney Plus Friday, September 4th. This is that version of the trailer and the footage is kind of janky because they captured it with their phone on their TV, but you get the idea. All of you are dangerous. That's why you're here. Do you know where mutants are? Hey, hello. This isn't a hospital. It's a cage. Well, it's your power. Oh my god. Together, if we can get out of this. The new mutants. That was so hot. So everyone saw this floating around social this morning and wondered if it was real. Is it fake? Did some fan create this and then post it to Reddit or something like that? Right after this posted, a couple of websites came out claiming that Disney told them that it's fake. But Disney and Disney people have been known to lie about stuff like this in the past. Everybody remember right after Avengers Infinity War when people wondered what the title for Avengers Endgame was going to be, the Russos did a really big interview where they said, no, the title of Avengers 4 has never been said out loud or spoken in any previous Marvel movies before. Cue the clips. We're in the end game now. We're the Avengers. We can bust arms dealers all the live long day, but that up there, that's, that's the end game. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. So clearly you have to take all those statements with a grain of salt. The reason why directors lie about stuff like that too is normally to protect the movie. Like they didn't want to give away the big title for Avengers Endgame before they were ready to. So sometimes you can understand why they're misleading about stuff like that. But normally you would just prefer that they say, we have no comment on what the title of the movie is going to be. Or if some information leaks out, you just prefer that they say no comment instead of trying to lie and say something completely different is happening. But number four, also a number of Twitter users pointed out some things that suggest that the new Mutants Disney Plus trailer was real. For instance, in Australia, the ratings board that adds the ratings to movies like is it rated R, is it rated PG-13, they have very different logos for their ratings than they do in other countries like the United States. And in this supposedly new trailer, there's an Australian's rating logo localized for Disney Plus in that country. So it's normal for promos and trailers, TV trailers, to look a little bit different in different countries, just based on what their ratings classifications are. Then there's the issue of the new footage playing during this version of the trailer. Where did this come from if some of these scenes that are playing are brand new and some of this dialogue? There's a scene of this infrared hospital monitor with Celia Reyes examining Danny Moonstar, trying to figure out what her powers are. Then there's a scene of Demon Bear crashing through a wall that we haven't seen before in any of the other promos. 
It doesn't necessarily confirm anything, but it does heavily suggest that New Mutants is coming to Disney Plus for an alternate release plan. Number three, the most recent release date plans Disney announced a while ago were August 28th all over the world, but that was before all the subsequent virus flare-ups in theaters and a lot of places, including the US, have had to close down again. So you can't even go see a movie if you want some places. There are some countries around the world where theaters have already reopened and they'll stay open and things are totally fine. So depending on where you live, things might not be that terrible. Because of what Disney is saying, you still have to take this Australian trailer with a grain of salt, but it is possible Disney has an alternate, really weird release plan for the movie given what's happening and they're going to announce that at their big Comic-Con panel later this week. New Mutants, surprisingly, is one of the few movies that's actually going to do a big Comic-Con panel this week. Of course, they'll do a video for whatever they drop, but Marvel isn't doing their regular big Hall H panel with any mega Marvel Phase 4 trailer till later this year. DC is doing the same thing. They're skipping Comic-Con this week to do their own special Comic-Con event called DC Fandom in August. There will be a lot of big trailers coming this summer, so don't worry about that. It's just that when Comic-Con had to cancel the in-real-life version of Comic-Con, everybody just kind of changed their plans for when they're going to release their trailers. The New Mutants Comic-Con panel is supposed to be Thursday afternoon. My early theory last week was that they would announce some special release plan during that involving video on demand and Disney+. The panel's pre-recorded, it's not going to be live. It's just that after Christopher Nolan was forced to reschedule Tenant's release date again this past week, the assumption was that Disney would do the same thing with all of its movies that were coming out in August and September. Like they have Mulan, they have a couple other big movies that were supposed to come out around now. That's all going to change because most theaters in the bigger cities are still closed down. So number two, just talking about larger Disney Plus plans, in terms of what Disney itself is willing to release on Disney Plus, I think everyone for the most part has just been calling for New Mutants specifically to go video on demand months ago when the whole quarantine lockdown started and theaters were initially closed. Originally, the movie was supposed to come out in March, right at the beginning of the lockdown period. It almost, it almost creeped in under the wire, but not quite. The movie is totally cursed. Six different release dates at this point, I think. Everyone post all your Avengers memes. You thought we wouldn't see you trying to sneak by and get yourself released in a movie theater in New Mutants, but we did. We did notice. Disney's actually already done this with one of their bigger movies this year. If you didn't watch it or you missed that big announcement, it was Artemis Fowl. But the reason why Disney did that with such a big budget movie is mostly because they thought that it would be a box office bomb because it got bad early reviews. And then once it actually came out on Disney+, Plus, it of course got very bad reviews from everyone else. Here's the difference with New Mutants though. Kevin Feige reportedly was very happy with the version of the movie that they had edited last year. The director Josh Boone claimed that after they finished the most recent cut and Disney officially took over the release, Kevin Feige and the Disney people didn't ask him to make any big changes to the movie. So it sounds like the movie is solid for what it is. And just to be clear, it was always meant to be a smaller Marvel horror movie with X-Men characters set in that universe. A while ago, Fox reportedly wanted to ruin the movie and just make a bunch of changes to turn it into more of a generic, bland, teenage superhero movie. But supposedly, once Marvel got their hands on the movie, they stopped all that from happening. So they're just kind of treating it like its own small little movie. Relatively speaking, they didn't spend nearly as much money making it as they did other big traditional MCU movies like the Black Widow movie. That's probably why they're more willing to release it on Disney+, Plus, just because they don't have as much money to potentially lose. Even though Marvel is releasing the movie, technically it's not meant to be an MCU movie. That's why you have the slightly different Marvel logo rolling at the beginning of all the trailers. It's sort of the same situation they're in with Deadpool 3. Like, will they put the Marvel Studios logo at the beginning of that, even if it's going to be a rated R movie? Or is it going to be a different logo, even if the movie isn't necessarily totally connected to the MCU? These are all the big things that you would hope that they would announce at a big Marvel Phase 4 Comic-Con panel. And Ryan Reynolds has said that they're trying to figure out what's going on with Deadpool 3 while also writing the movie. It'll all make sense by the end of the year. But number one, what does this mean for the Black Widow movie? Because Marvel still has that giant movie to release before the end of the year, hopefully. In the way Kevin Feige talks about theatrical releases, it seems like he's kind of forced into a situation between all the major theater chain owners in Disney who want to make their money back on the movie. And right now, good news is Marvel has not delayed Black Widow again. It's still coming out in November at the end of the year. 
but Marvel will do a special big Comic-Con style event later this year on their own and just confirm all that stuff, so don't worry too much about it. They'll also release that first Marvel Eternals trailer, the Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer, the WandaVision trailer, maybe some other teasers for Marvel Phase 4 projects. While you wait for all that, you can click here to watch Tom Holland talk about Spider-Man 3 and the new Uncharted movie that he's making, and you can click here to watch Henry Cavill, Superman, build his very first gaming PC. Thank you so much for watching. Everyone stay safe. I'll see you guys tonight.